Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello, good evening. Welcome to From Dial Square to Where. Oh, what an anticlimax, eh? Oh, what a shame. After all that build-up, we go and lose to the spuds. So, let's have a quick debrief. With me, I have Tony Turner. Welcome, Tony. Alonzo Spencer. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Alonzo. And Rohan Verdi. Welcome, Rohan. How are you? Well... It was very disappointing, exactly, Tony. Very disappointing indeed. Um, let me just quickly go through before we sort of um, dissect the team performance. Talking Ass Podcast, which I recommend. Great podcast there. Um, he's put, disappointing to lose, of course. But would you rather be sat there with an enormous debt and a busted flush at the helm or with a bright young manager, loads of great young players, and stable finances, which is only going one way. And I just wanted to start that because how true that is. We've got something to be positive for. I actually, I feel really sorry for Arteta because he sets the team up really well. He's got a plan that really, I think it's a really well-executed plan for pretty much every game we go into. And we, we just get let down by the same old players every time, really, and the same mistakes. Defending corners, for a good example. But there's some good performances today, and obviously some less good performances, and I'm being very, very diplomatic when I say that. Let's go through the team just very briefly and give a rating and a bit of a rundown about how well we thought or not these players played today. Martinez, I mean, I thought I thought he had a really good, solid performance again today. I don't think he's at fault for either of the goals, and... Could have been worse if it wasn't for him. Uh, I'll start with you, Rowan, on that one. What's your thoughts on Martinez and what would you score him out of 10? Martinez had a solid game. He didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he stopped us from conceding even before, uh, you know, when, when Kane went through. You know, that was our mistake. And, you know, just to have the presence of mind to actually step out and, you know, make yourself big. Don't go to ground. Don't concede a penalty. Don't be equipped. You know, all of that, and then he made that save from that 30, 35-yard shot, which mm. was great. You know, all in all, he was he was commanding. He was he was great. Uh, you know, one of the, the top three players on the team today. You know, one of the bright sparks of, of what's happened. I'd probably give him, and, you know, he didn't really do anything wrong. Maybe an 8 out of 10, 8.59 out of 10. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree. And Alonso, what are your thoughts briefly on Martinez? Um, I think that with Martinez, um, I think he played very well today. I think that there's some shots that he made were very crucial to for us in the game. Um, I think that he held his own against uh, Harry Kane. Um, he got some shots from him as well. So I, I give Martinez a seven or uh, eight, nine out of ten. Uh, very schoolboy area there, like uh, last match. Uh, Tony, what have you got anything to add on Martinez's performance today? Uh, solid performance. I give him an eight out of ten. Kept yeah, it in the first half when they were shooting a lot of shots. He had a, a that incredible save from Ben Davies, didn't he? Where he just tipped yeah. it onto the bar. I think that was absolutely amazing. That save, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the three back three. This is going to be the disaster zone, really, um, of the lot. I think we can just take it as a whole. Actually, no, because some fair. I don't think. Let's start with David Luiz because I don't think he particularly did too too much wrong today, apart from perhaps his part in the the corner that they took, which they scored from. But I think that was a whole heap of people that were really to blame for that one. Apart from that, I, I can't remember him making too many mistakes. Do you? Can anyone think? I'll go to you first again this uh, this time, Tony. Can you remember anything particularly bad that Luis did today? I, 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 he was put in a real load of trouble, wasn't he, by Klasnach and that back pass? Yeah, he just wasn't really involved much either. I'd give him a five. Yeah, he wasn't really... Yeah, it's hard to go too high. But <laughs> he's probably the best of the three today, maybe. But Alonso, what about you? So I think, uh, like Tony you know, said, I think that he didn't do much. Uh, and he didn't really distribute to... He didn't distribute the ball very well either. Like he didn't have no chance to distribute either. Um, this is one of his strengths from the center middle center back position. And but like I, I you know, Tony, I'm giving him a, a four because the corner kick he should have done more with a corner kick. Um so yeah, he did he didn't have the greatest of performances, but you know, he didn't really impress me that much as well. So yeah, a four to ten. Quite harsh that one, yeah, Rowan. What about yourself? So uh, I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't remember who who messed up in the first minute when when Martinez had to make up that save. I don't know if it was Luis or not, but you know, in general, he was okay. Uh, you know, the big positive was that he didn't try to bring down uh, Ston when when he got that back pass, you know, you almost yeah. thought that he was gonna bring him down and concede yeah. a penalty and get sent off, right? Like but he didn't do that, which was which was okay. But all in all, you know, what I don't get is why was Cheney marking Alderweirel, who's got like maybe a foot on him and is one of the best headers of the ball on their team. Why wasn't like why weren't our centre backs going against centre backs, right? Like that's, yeah, exactly. That that's why I the one area where I probably blame, you know, the other, uh, well, the rest of the centre-backs, because he wasn't a centre-back, but he was the one that was actually trying. He's the one that recognised that, you know, that danger. And he had no chance, unfortunately. But he was the one that was, was really trying to, 
to solve that problem when the rest around him were just standing there watching and letting their feet grow root into the grass, you know, and actually start growing roots. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd give David Luiz a five, personally. He didn't do anything particularly wrong, but he didn't do anything particularly right today either. But uh, I think probably, yeah, about five. But let's go on to you first this time, Rowan. Um, Klas, uh, Klasnach. He didn't exactly shower himself in glory today, did he? Uninspiring. Cost us the goal. Essentially, you know, that that was a game-changing moment. We had just scored. We had we could have capitalized. We could have got the pressure. But he released the pressure right away, you know. And schoolboy error. Why are you playing it towards the player? You play it towards the outside. Luis is running one side and he he absolutely wrong foots him, you know. That schoolboy error, I said during the stream that we should, like, he should be fined for that, you know. That's not a difficult one. And I'm not saying that people can't make mistakes. But that sort of mistake is just you not caring enough. You're not thinking that there are consequences. And that can't be the case, you know. He has to be fined for this and he has to be sold. Yeah. I, he has to be fine, did you say? <laughs> he's got to spin the wheel of fortune or whatever they spin after him. That pass that he has made is worthy of him being, you know, his match match fees being deducted. You know, why why would he do something like that? He's just put the whole team down. No, I agree. He he completely, completely and utterly put everyone into into the into the shit today, didn't he, to be fair. Uh, Tony, I know you haven't got too long today, uh, so what are your thoughts? If you give me your thoughts, not only on Kalasnach, but give me your thoughts on Mustafi today as well. Uh, Kalasnach was horrible. I had him a 3 out of 10. I thought Mustafi had a pretty good first half, and he just went totally Mustafi in the <laughs> second half with three or four major errors. So I'd give him a 5. A five, blimey. That's quite... Um, nice. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I think that's quite generous, really, for Mustafi, considering his second half. Mustafi got five. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Alonso? What, what's your thoughts on those two? Well, Chris Natch, in big games, he always doesn't think about what he's doing sometimes. And it's cost us more than just this game. You know, he's done it in the past, and it's kind of... Um, piss a lot of people off and you know uh, it's kind of harder to defend him sometimes so i give him a, a three out of ten because you know his mind wasn't there today you know and it's big games like this and why i question why he starts you know and mustafi it's the same thing you know like uh, tony said it's like mustafi is gonna mustafi <laughs> after giving up a big mistake he, he's gonna lose his concentration and lose his focus because he does that and I felt bad for him because he was doing so good, you know, before the mistakes he's made the past two games. This one is really big because this is North London Derby, and so he knows everything this. But <laughs> it, it is what it is. We have to move on from him to this match. You know, uh, they're liabilities, and so that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> God, I mean, um, you've just put there in the messages, Tony, that Football London had Mustafi as a six. I mean, they must have had Stevie Wonder there, sort of having a look at the match today, to be perfectly honest, which is a bit strange. Um, 
Rowan, have you, what's your thoughts very briefly on those two? Mustafi for me is, is uh, you know, is probably like one or something, you know, that's, that's how much he gets for me. Because, you know, he has shown to us why we don't trust him. You know, he has shown that. And he's got a five or six or whatever he has from folks because his errors did not directly contribute to goals. But the way he was playing, this narrow defeat could have been a hiding if if Kane was on form, if, uh, you know, they, they got Kane got in, got in twice, Mora got in. You know, he just lost his head. Yeah, no. And that's yeah. what he's going to do. He's going to cost you points. Exactly. That's why I've never got carried away with his upturn in form because he's never he's never more than a few seconds away from from doing that, is he? And um, it's a shame, but he cannot trust the guy. Uh, Klasnach has been okay in the last few games, sort of playing in a role that he's unfamiliar with because of the injury to Pablo Marie. However, he's just shown today why he cannot continue in that position. And Next Generation Arsenal, which is a good follow on Twitter, um, has said that this season has to be the last that we give goals away for free. Personnel changes are a must. And if, any, if ever uh, a performance sort of showed that, then this is, this is it today. Now I'm going to move on to Sabayos, because I thought he was outstanding today from start to finish, basically. The fact that he is a lone player with about three... Uh, four games left, including uh, Man City. Potentially five if we get past Man City. He's certainly not playing like a player that doesn't want to play for Arsenal. He's showing a lot of other people uh, up for their performances. And he doesn't look like a player that wants to leave Arsenal. Um, so you've got to give him a load and load of credit for that. His performances that he's putting in, considering the fact that he potentially he's only got you know four or five games left with the club. Um, I would, my, I'll give him an eight today, personally, because without him, God knows how he would have got on. Um, Rowan, I'll go to you first on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate giving away man of the match awards when we've lost, but uh, if there was any man of the match in this performance, probably it's it's uh, bios, right? Like, uh, you know, even what what epitomized his performance was even in the last second. He was back there and he tackled for the ball, you know, and that was the fight and the spirit that he showed. But again, you know, too light on midfield. Two-person two midfield is not just not going to be good enough, especially with Xhaka and Sabayos both not being the quick, quickest players. So, you know, it was a good performance. I possibly give him an eight, but uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. What about you, um, Tony? I know you've got to go in a minute. Yeah, i got to go right after this. Uh, I thought he was probably the man of a match, him and Charity. I'd give him an eight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Pretty solid. Absolutely. I've, um, I thought Tini was great as well. Alonso, have you got, do you, you need to go off now, Tony? Yep. Take care, mate. Thanks very much for coming on. Much appreciated, and hopefully next time it won't be so under such bad circumstances. <laughs> Take care. Take care, mate. Bye bye. Have a good one. Now I know you've got to go soon as well, Rowan. So I'll come to you quickly on the uh, next one. Very briefly, Alonso. What's your thoughts on uh, Sabios? Yeah, I mean, I think he's 
I think Ceballos has uh, come a long way since he's been back from injury. And I, but the only problem is that he can't he can't succeed in a, in a, in a three four three formation. I think he's better as number ten. I think, or at least an attacking midfielder. But like Rowan said, like Jaka is not fast enough for him to have that base that he needs to have a partner with. And I, despite all that, I think that he did a good job today. I think he st- he, he played nonstop to the whistle blew. And I think that, you know, we got to give him credit for Curtis do. I think he deserved man of the match if he wants today. So I'll give him a 8 out of 10. Yeah, no, I'm quite really, really encouraged with his performance. Rowan, now, you know, you've got to go in a minute. So just run through the rest of the, the look, you haven't got to go for every single member of the team, clearly. But if you want to go for any highlights or any other lowlights that you found today, in today's yeah, game. Pepe, ineffective. Uh, that's what I thought. He wasn't utilizing his his key attribute of dribbling, of running in behind. We weren't playing balls behind, you know. We were sort of like always playing in front of them, which is why we weren't creating much. You know, that's on Pepe. Aubameyang had to had to score a couple of chances. You know, he had one great shot, which was matched by the save that uh, Loris made. But other than that, the one that he with the crossbar, he should have scored there. Or, you know, the one in the beginning when he got the cutback from Bellerin, he should have scored that. So, he wasn't he wasn't in the right, uh, you know, in the right space to score, which was, which sort of let us down and we could have kept it there. Lacazette, you know, he's, he's our, he, he can just be classified as a midfielder. You know, I don't know why he's classified as a striker, why he wears number nine, you know, he's hardly in the box. I like his work late, but you know, essentially that leaves us light on on top. Especially if we don't have Salah and Mane sort of players who are going to score those goals. You know, you need your number nine to score, which isn't happening. And you know, there were times when Xhaka was ahead of him when he was playing on the other side of the center circle, on our side of the half. You know, and that's not where your number nine is supposed to be. If he's there, then. You're not going to score goals. You know, the thing that I feel is that in every game that we go in, we're susceptible to concede, right? Like, we're going to concede. The only way we can win right now is by scoring more goals. But in the last two games, we scored one. And that's why yeah. we drawn one and lost one. That's the reality of things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It is very frustrating. Uh, I'd love to know why he's doing it like that. Um, Lacazette, yeah, what a goal! What a beautiful goal! You gotta give him cre- yeah, kudos for that. But he's just not. If we're such a good finisher, he's not in the box anywhere near enough, is he? And it is, it is a shame, and it lets him down at the moment. And I cannot believe that um, Arteta is telling him to stay as far away from the goal as you can. You know, why would he do that? So I, I don't know why he's doing it. And he, he looks, he still looks very unfit to me. And like I said during the watch along. I really wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season it's announced that he needs an operation or something like that because that's how he's playing to me, uh, Lacazette. So do we need to lose you there, Rowan? Yeah, I'm going to drop off, but it's been a pleasure, guys. been a pleasure, and I'll I'll see you again soon. Tanner is a worthy substitute. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to say, welcome, Tanner. Goodbye, Rowan. See you soon. Tanner. Hi, Tanner. I know you might not have too long either, but uh, it's only yeah. going to be a short one today, but thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, just your brief thoughts on 
the performance, Tanner. What uh, you haven't got to go through the whole uh, squad. We've been through the defence so far, as you may have heard. Yeah. And Sabios um, uh, in particular. Uh, out of the the defence, do you think there's any sort of notable good performances? I mean, I think Tierney played well. I think Bellerin actually had a, quite a good game. Uh, he's starting to look like his old self again. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Um. Overall, I you know what I'll echo what uh, Rowan was saying. It, it's just not good enough defensively. No, um, and and it was only a matter of time. Look, I you know Mustafi. I don't want to say I've I've been beating the Mustafi drum of he's getting better, he's improving under Arteta. Um, I, I have been to a degree, but I've I've said that with the caveat that less is more mm. with, with uh, Straight and Mustafi. And in other words. If he's your, if if he's your starting center back, match in, match out, you've got problems. Yeah, comes off the bench and he's the solid depth option. If he is going to play, you know, cut matches against lower tier opponents, uh, you know, should we be fortunate enough to qualify uh, for Europa League and, and group matches, things like that? But if he's your go-to, you're in trouble. Um, and unfortunately, right now. The only other, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, the only other option over there is draw bowling. Um, and I don't know why he's not getting a run out, but um, just, yeah, it, it's a disappointing, it, it's a disappointing, obviously, result overall. And I, you know, bright spots, Lacazette's goal, obviously. Um, I thought Danny Ceballos played well. I want to make, because I came on, um, I was, I, was, I, I, I caught uh, the, the Ceballos conversation. And one thing about him that I noticed today was he seemed to want to default to Granite Jaka in the midfield. Like too often I'm seeing today, too often I, I saw Danny Ceballos with the ball at his foot and he could have turned and run into space, but then he stopped and he looked to give the ball to Granite Jaka who just side to side and backwards. And I don't really know why Ceballos was doing that. So well, I think we had a good game, and if I had to give a man of the match to any Arsenal player, it would probably be him. Um, I didn't like the fact that I felt like he was just defaulting to Granit Xhaka more often than not. I, I can see that a little bit more in the first half. I think I'd go, but I, I can't see that in the second half, though, Tanner. I thought he was really progressive in the second half, and he was playing really... I think all of them, the first, the first part of the second half, I thought we were absolutely bossing the game. And... Uh, we seem to have moved up like 20 yards all, as a team. Well, I thought he was really quite progressive in that period, uh, especially. But uh, I can see what you're saying in, more in the first half when we were trying to get a bit more of a foothold in the game, for sure. I feel like just in the middle third, in, in the middle third of the park, when, when he had the ball, he just didn't really seem to want to, to go forward. For, he, he would go forward, but then he would stop. Now, when he got the ball, I'll say closer to the final third, um, and, and obviously not in the box. He would get the ball just outside the box. But the closer to the box he was, the more progressive he became. But if he was more towards the middle of the park, he just seemed to kind of hover in the space and not like, well, I don't really want to go forward here. I think I want to go over to Xhaka. And I, I, I really thought that Ceballos had a chance in this game to really, you know, sort of take the bull by the horns. He, I think he really could have bossed the game himself, but I just kind of feel like he, he just defaulted the granite jock a little too much. So, hey, 
Yeah, I have a question for you, Tanner. Do, do, do you blame the formation? No. Do I blame? No. I, I, I be, and, and here's why I don't blame the formation, because right now, what, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to play? I, I mean, it, again, the, the problem is we have players. We have to play 11 guys, and we just don't have 11 quality players to run out there to play the formation that Arteta probably wants to play, which is the 4-3-3. Um, but who, who, was that, who was that formation he played a 4-2-2 in? Excuse me, 4-4-2 in. He played it recent. He played it in the beginning of the lockout. Was it Man City or uh, Southampton? It might have been, been City. Actually, might have been Brighton too. I'd have to That's go back. Right. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but he basically what he's doing with the back three is he's he's, he's protecting all three of them. Mm-hmm. And, and now you see today that even with protection, even with a back three and protection, there it's still they're still not good enough. They're just not good enough. And yeah. and you feel so sorry for him, aren't you? I, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for Arteta. He, yeah, he, he, this is he, what he's given. Exactly. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah. You know, he's trying to polish a turd, but at the end of the day, it's still it's a turd. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the quick. I'll give you the quick recap, just real quick, of what uh, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto were saying yeah. in the studio, in the NBC studio over here, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, and, and they basically said what I just said. They are not good enough. The fact that you are playing three at the back to try to protect them because they're not good enough and they're still making these mistakes should should speak volumes about their quality. And and absolutely. I think that absolutely does. And and you know the the Kalasinac, you know that what he there's a, there's another situation there where he could have kept going forward and all of a sudden he just stops. He just yeah. stops. Turns right. It's like. They, they seem to want to get the ball to David Louise, come hell or high water. They seem to want to get the ball to Granit Jaka, come hell or high water. And they and they seem to want to keep the ball into the middle of the pitch to what today who was who was Lacazette, come hell or high water. And it does if there's three guys around and four guys around, like get him the ball, get him the ball. But then what's he going to do with it from there? Exactly. Um, so, hey, listen, man. I, I appreciate you having me on. I, I hate to bail on. Yeah, not sure. a problem. Not it's a problem. I know you. I know you double booked. So, I appreciate you coming yeah, on. I, I, yep. Appreciate it, Andrew. We'll talk soon. Take care, Tanner. mate. All Speak right, soon. See you, talk Take to you care, soon. Bye, bye. Now, Alonzo, I've got a, a tw- there's a tweet from a- Evan, another great follow, mm-hmm. which is a- at AFC Evan, and he says, "Pointless having Arteta if we don't back him this summer and give him something to work with." As long as we've still got these defenders at the back, we'll never get anywhere. I feel like a broken record saying it at this point because these errors happen on such a frequent basis. And, you know, you can't, you can't say fairer than that, can you? And also, Ask Blog, hugely disappointing, but a timely reminder that unless we invest in some proper defenders and improve the spine of this team, days like this will happen over and over again, regardless of who is in charge. Had some chances, didn't take them, got sucker punched. So I, I, this is why I feel so sorry for Mikel Arteta because he is setting up the team brilliantly, I think, and he's always got a good plan to to play against the, the teams that we're playing and exploit them. But we just lack the cutting edge in midfield to create the chances for our talented forwards. And we clearly have... Some nightmares in defence as well, uh, who just drop these clangers over and over again. Um, 
so we ca- we do get carried away sometimes with the way that Mustafi has improved, the way that Klasnach has, has been desperately trying to do a job at the left side of the three. But um, they're just clearly not good enough, um, and we're just let down over and over again. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. And to me, you know, whenever we sign Mari um, from Femiko, uh, I think it was, you know, there was some high praise from him because he yeah. could actually defend. That was and a shame. When he, when he got hurt, I was like, oh, no, here we go again. You know, other injury bug hit, hit the arsenal. Mm. And you, you wouldn't think that he can make a difference in a back three, but we mm-hmm. haven't ever seen him in a back three. So, I mean, it's just everything because, you know, he's still on for a couple of a couple of my years, which is fine. And, you know, you can see that at the end of the tunnel, at least your host with, with uh, um, Sibylla, right? Yeah. And no, so, absolutely. yeah, so there's hope there, but, you know, it's just, it's going to be too rough because they can be used and if they make one mistake, they're going to be, uh, our fan base is just going to turn apart. So we're going to hope for the best for next year. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, a Yankee Gunner uh, from the great uh, Arsenal Vision podcast says, sick of, sick of trying to pick positives from games we lose and draw because we keep main stu- making stupid mistakes. Until we get better players who don't crumble under pressure, this will keep happening no matter how much Arteta improves us. And that's pretty much exactly the same as, you know, all the other tweets I've been reading out. And that's that's. Those those tweets are from people who are intelligent enough to realise what's going on, rather than just blaming Arteta or you know as the overreactions of what we all see on uh, on Twitter. Now I just hope to God that we, you know, going back to the uh, A Evans tweet, AFC Evan, about having Arteta there, but you know we have to back him. And that is the biggest thing this summer. And I just hope to God that he can really get his point across and get back this summer. Um, I've got a good feeling that he will. Um, because regardless of how you know hurtful today's loss was, there's some still really good you know, things to look forward to under Arteta as long as we can get rid of these players that keep making these mistakes and improve the team. Um, we did have our chances. I mean, going on to, to Pepe, I think he, he was fairly lively the first half. But we, like I was saying during the watch-along, we don't get the ball to him enough. Mm-hmm. And that's down to the midfield as well. Um, not having that, enough creativity. If we had better players in midfield than Granite Xhaka, for example, who... He Sabios could rely on behind him, mm-hmm. so that Sabios could actually then take the ball further forward. Then um, he could be a lot more creative and 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 get the ball to the the three forwards. But I think he has to sit so deep, Sabios, because our defence is so shaky. Jackers obviously uh, just doesn't go past the halfway line hardly at all. So we lose a lot of the creativity of Sabayos. So until we, we, we improve the midfield and the defence and we've got the confidence back there, then Sabayos is going to have to sit that bit bit further deep, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. and I, I don't know what you think, again, about Lacazette, but he just doesn't look fit to me. I mean, he scored a brilliant goal today, but what do you think about him? 
I think what Lacazette, I think it's 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 not Marcel or Teta wanting him to play so deep. I think it's Lacazette, and you know, I think that if anything, this lockout has hurt some people, and one of the people being Lacazette because he's very he can be very talented on his best day, but on his worst day, he can be really not so great. And so, whether it be the false number eight, as uh, some people call call it, but I think that he's lost something. And I think you're right. I think there's gotta be a problem there, Andrew, because he hasn't been right for a long time. Um, and I just hope that he regains his, uh, his mojo, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Well, we're on to uh, next Wednesday now, which we are home to Liverpool. That's an 8.15 kickoff. So, We'll have another watch along. Um, we'll start off around sort of eight o'clock on Wednesday. Um, so we can uh, have a chat about that if you're available for that, Alonso. Um, so thank you to it. I'm going to close up now uh, because, you know, I don't want to get too maudlin over this result. I think we just need to put it <laughs> behind us now and move forward. But um, there were some positives, but overall, it was such a disappointing day. And I went into the game as I'm sure a lot of you did, yourself included, really quite confident for the first time in a long time against Spurs away. Um, and we've just been badly let down, haven't we? So let's get it over with. Let's t- rip it up, put it into the bin and move forward. Let's see what we can do against Liverpool. But the next two games, Liverpool on Wednesday, Manchester City next Saturday. So tough. We knew these were all going to be tough. We knew that. But let's, uh, it's a good test again for Arteta and let's just hope the players can rise to the levels where we know that we can play that we can play under you know, Arteta and see whether they can actually get us through these next couple of games. Eh? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks ever, ever so much for everyone watching. Thank you, Alonso. Thanks yeah. to um, Rowan and to Tony as well and to the Bearded Gooner for coming on earlier as well. And thank you to everyone listening to this and watching. Been a tough day, but let's move on. Come on, you Gunners. Let's go on to Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.